Hey there, and welcome back to the final episode in season four of the Empowered Agency podcast. This is season four, episode eight, where we're going to be talking about how to fire people well. This podcast is where I share with you wisdom, practical advice, and leadership for those wanting to grow and scale their agency. My goal is to help you multiply yourself so that you can reach your goals, both personal and professional. In this season, season four, we have dove into teams, hiring, feedback, appreciation, all the things. I really want to help you start, grow, and develop a really healthy team. It's one of my sweet spots and what I love about owning an agency. You have the ability to provide meaningful feedback for those who have gifts, talents, and strengths that are complementary to yours, and in fact, even better. Now, I've said that consistently over this season of the podcast because I really want you to take away that. There are people on your team who are better at you, at what you do. They have better gifts. They have better talents. And that is a great way to scale an agency with people who are amazing at what they do so that they can help elevate your agency to what you want it to be. In this final episode, we are going to talk about firing people. Now, this is a very tough topic. Nobody likes firing. Well, I have met one person who is okay with hiring or with firing people. But for the most part, it is a super painful part of business. You've invested in someone, you thought it would work. And for some reason, it's literally falling apart and you have to make the decision to let somebody go. It is really important not to let things linger and fire fast, but that is a little harder said than done. So we're ending on a high note, season four. I think firing people, like I said, is one of the most painful experiences as an owner. Not only is it usually pretty ugly for everyone, but it's a break in relationship. For me, that is super devastating to my personality. I like to be good with everybody. I want to be successful in my relationships, but sometimes it is better to let go instead of dragging it out, especially when you have the rest of a team watching it all go down. I once heard Gary Vee speak to the owner of a company. They were talking about an employee that wasn't performing well and basically causing a lot of bumps in the culture. This owner said that the person quit. So it was a win because they self-selected out. Gary Vee was super quick to say, actually, you didn't win. And here's why. The rest of your employees watched you tolerate this person and not deal with them. They watched you get out of the situation the easy way instead of dealing with the hard part. Man, that kind of stings, but it's true. When we have looked at from the outside in at situations we see that are hard and we're watching a leader really wrestle with a particular issue. And the longer they wrestle with it and the more they get away from dealing with it, it leaves an impact on you to say, wow, this leader doesn't really know how to deal with this hard thing. They can't even say, we want to acknowledge this is really hard and we're trying to figure out a solution and we hope the solution happens at this time. That in itself would be better than watching everybody else deal with this leader, not making that hard decision. And truthfully, those of us who are conflict avoiders, we all hope for the part where people just self-select off because it's less painful. But that reality is, as an owner, we need to make some hard decisions and oftentimes give people the hard truth. I talked about that in the feedback episode 
Radical Candor or Fierce Conversations. Those are two really good books. And when we give people really great feedback, they can take that and become a better person, a better team member, or they can quit, right? So here's a bit of my experience with firing. I don't have a lot of it, thankfully. And I hope you can take away some aha moments. First, there's the training phase. This is when you've just hired somebody. We were working with a contractor. They were in training to be an account specialist. We were noticing some things that they were missing. They weren't totally living up to our standards. And at one point, they said they couldn't even get internet. But they were in the middle of LA, of all places, which we found really hard to believe. And they were also on vacation. So we kind of put two and two together. But this attitude of not doing tasks, dismissive of our process, and really pushing back at the team with the things we were asking them to do really showed that this person wasn't going to be in a position to learn from their superior. And you can see this by people saying, oh, why do you do it this way? You should do it this way. You should do it differently. You should do this. If you see these red flags in training, this is not going to work. You absolutely need to let them go. And that's what we did during training. We said, this is not going to work. We're sorry. We immediately cut access to all documents, cut access to all programs, sent a short and sweet email, and we're done. And that is one of the keys. Short, clear, concise emails. This is not the place to write a novel. This is not the place to justify yourself. This is a straight to the point, what they have done wrong, that it's not going to work. You do not have to justify yourself firing this person. And frankly, you don't even have to respond. Now, there are different laws in different states and different countries. Most states in the U.S. are at-will states, which means you can lay people off if they're not performing. It just, Especially a contractor, right? A contractor, you would just be done. Employees, you can do that too. But I'm going to say, consult your legal professional to get advice here. But this is the quickest way to identify that somebody is not a good fit for your team. The way they speak to um, the trainer, the way they speak to the lead, the way they push back at things. I am a person, like I said, who wants to be successful at all things. But even I have learned, do not let it go on. Cut ties, be done. I, it, has, it has come back to haunt me more times than I can count. So learn from my experience, take it as your experience share, and fire somebody immediately if they are not performing the way you want them to during training. Second, firing somebody who's been with you for years. Now, this is the most painful of them all. And you don't just fire them on the spot because they have invested in your company for a very long time. First, you give them the opportunity to work on the problem. We use the ideal team player, the hungry, humble, smart, We come up with things in there to identify where people are lacking, and then we give them feedback. You can listen to the feedback episode, some tactics there, and we set a 30-day timeline. We are very clear, very concise, and the action items we would like to change or implement going forward. There has to be a timeline set. We go for 30 days. If it doesn't work and people get to the end of 30 days, You need to hold to the fact that you're going to let them go. And you might even want to say that to them before the 30-day clock starts. Say, these are the things that we're really wrestling with right here. And we need these things to change in the next 30 days, or we will need to terminate employment. Give people that heads up. People appreciate 
honesty. There are two things that happen in that 30-day time frame. One, people get the feedback, they receive it, and they recognize they need to change and they work really hard at it. And sometimes when they're working really hard at it, they realize the job is not a good fit. This is a self-select off, but the difference is you as a leader have shown that you're ready to deal with it. That's where you want to speak volumes. We've had people go on a 30-day timeline who come back and say, you know, you're right. This really isn't for me. It was very amicable, very good. And they ended up leaving on their own accord. Or we put people on this 30-day feedback and by the end, they really haven't taken action. Therefore, they know what's going to happen. And we can clearly say, you did not fix the problem or receive the feedback that we gave you. Therefore, you are going to have to be laid off. You're going to have to be terminated. You want to go the same route. Remove all access, remove, send the email, send the flowers to wish them well. I don't send flowers to the person who has gone through training because they've only been with me a couple of weeks, but I do with somebody who has been around in my company and my culture for a long time. And even though it ended badly and they might throw the flowers in the trash, it is okay. I still want to end on a high note. What you have to recognize is sometimes people are not a good match for your company and your culture, and that's okay. Before the pandemic, a lot of people had not worked at home. And one of the biggest hurdles that we faced was that people had to figure out how to work from home and balance life and balance their own time schedule. For some people, that is super duper difficult. For other people, they might not be in the right seat. We use the traction method. We talked about how we evaluate people, right seat. That's a great one right there. Ideal team player. That's another one that we use. I like anything that Patrick Lencioni does about teams. I've taken so much away from it. It's been so good. And what though you want the ultimate goal to be is that people are loyal to you. And people are, even if they have to leave and take another job, they are sad about it, right? Like they really love your company. They want to remain a part of it, but they know it's time to go. Maybe there's people who have not figured that out and you know they need to go. Firing can be one of the hardest things, but one of the best things for what it demonstrates to the rest of the team and how it allows you to grow even more beyond that person. I hate to end this season (laughs) on a sour note, but firing is important and it's something that we all have to learn to do. If you struggle with it and it's something you don't want to do alone, there are a lot of HR companies you can hire on a contract basis that will help you navigate how to do this, not only legally, but in a way that's honoring to the other person and to you. Season five is coming out in January, and I would love to hear what you would like me to talk more about. I've got a whole wealth of knowledge here with nine years of growing an agency, and I want to pass it on to you. I hope you've taken at least a few aha moments away for your own business in this season. I'd love for you to drop me an email, hello at kall.com. The growth of this podcast depends on other people. I'm a podcast listener and I know when I've been impacted by something or it's helped me, I want to share. Would you take less than 30 seconds, hit the share button and share this podcast with a friend. I would love to be able to connect with more people, to connect with more women who are really working hard to grow their agency in a super strategic way that not only allows them to use their gifts, 
but finds other people that they can empower to use their gifts. And you will find that as you grow an agency with the team, it will become one of your favorite things as well. So thank you so much for listening to this season of the podcast and any of the other seasons you've listened to with the Empowered Agency podcast. It is always my honor. It is always my privilege to be able to share these experiences with you so that every day you can get better and better at being an agency owner. Thanks so much for listening. 